Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. So we'll go to the, we'll go to Civil War. Oregon State at Oregon. Of course, this game matters for more reasons than one. This is the last edition of this game as two Pac-12 teams. I, I think it's still TBD whether or not these teams are going to play each other beyond this season now that Oregon is moving out of the Pac-2 and into the Big Ten next season. Bonex and company, I think they are rolling right now. This game is being played at home in Eugene. Uh, I, I think that's going to help them a lot in this game. But really, I, I think these are two really explosive offenses. The rain didn't do DJ Uyangale or Damian Martinez or any of these guys uh, any favors last week, but the defense looked pretty good. They played at a high level. They'll be needed this week uh, with Bo Nix and company and, and uh, Bucky Irving and everybody else coming in uh, to this contest. I think it, it makes for a very interesting game. Um, and, of course, there are massive ramifications on the line. Oregon is looking to play in a Pac-12 title game. They need to win this game because Arizona is still very much in play for a trip to this game. Uh, of course, this game is just, it's a fun game. These two teams hate, these two teams hate each other a great deal. What are your thoughts here? I'm just anxious to see how Oregon looks against another team that I know is quality. I've seen a couple mm-hmm. of games from, from Oregon and, you know, I don't really know if I trust those teams. I, I do think this is a good team and I'll be honest. Um, I think Oregon is ready to absolutely annihilate. Uh, I I will be surprised if this is competitive. I I don't know what it is about the Ducks. They just feel like more than, and I'm not saying they're the best team in in the nation, um, but they feel like more than any other team in the country that they are on a mission, offensively, defensively, whole package. It just feels like they're on a mission. Now, does that end with a national championship? I I wouldn't go that far. Um, But I, I think a week after we saw Washington barely get by albeit on the road in terrible weather which i think both of those impacted the game quite a bit especially the weather Mm -hmm. um i think oregon is going to welcome in the beavers and really really dominate them i'm really excited to see how they look against a top 15 team uh or, or whatever oregon state dropped to after the loss to washington but yeah um, it, this one's very interesting to me. You've also got the uh, other aspect of, of Bo Nix and his Heisman campaign. And sure. look, they put on a show in the first half a week ago. Um, and, and you would think in this one, probably you're not blowing him out to that extent. And, and he's going to try and run up the numbers the same way that Jaden Daniels is going to try and run up the numbers. Uh, it's a very interesting close uh, or headed towards the close of the Heisman race. And um, he's going to try and put on a show. And so that'll be very interesting to see as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, can this Oregon offense continue to roll against a quality opponent? We've seen them roll against. I, I, I stopped just short of saying not quality opponents, but really their schedule of anybody in that top group is likely the most lackluster. Um, and I, I know that, uh, 
a number of Washington supporters at, on the, at the station at 92.9 a game have, have been quick to point that factor out. Um, they've looked really good, but they really haven't played a lot of quality opponents, and, and they're the most quality opponent that they've played all season, they lost. So I, I tend to agree with you here, and this is going to be a very interesting game just for them. I want to see what they look like against a really good team that we know is a really good team, a team that is uh, that we know that doesn't have any glaring weaknesses necessarily. Because you look at the USC Trojans, one of their best wins of the season, and they don't have a defense. Like that's a team that that is your if you want to get do a get right game, you schedule the USC Trojans because you know that you're going to score about 40, 50 points. Uh, I mean, this isn't that type of team with Oregon State. This is a team that if Oregon State can control this football game, if DJ Uyunglele can complete passes down the field, and if Damian Martinez can continue to roll and run the ball effectively. Oregon State's got every shot to win this game. I, I think they'll at least make this an interesting game. I don't agree with your point that they're that Oregon's going to come out here and roll. I, I think that Oregon's a really good team. Um, I think that Oregon State's an equally good team that has just as much to play for because the fact that Oregon's leaving the conference and kind of left them for dead, I, I think that's going to play. Uh, that might play a role. In this I, I don't. I don't. Th- I disagree I with that. The feeling. players don't care about that. The, the players aren't thinking. It's going to be played aspect. into their minds all week. All I disagree. Week. I, I disagree. It's going to be an emotional game. It's going to be a very emotional game. Uh, but this one, of course, is happening on Friday. On Saturday, you have the Apple Cup. Washington State at Washington, a game that uh, I really wish happened earlier in the season, truthfully, because Washington State's fresh off of a huge win uh, and the extra night's rest after they beat Colorado. Now, I don't really know who they are, really, necessarily. Cam Ward and company, like they, they seem to put everything together earlier in the season. Um, and then subsequently, it seems like they've all fallen apart. Um, they've lost some pretty debilitating games, and they got smoked by by Arizona earlier, and it was just all downhill from there. Maybe they figured something out last week in their win against Colorado. Uh, I tend to think that Washington figured What they figured out. out is if you injured the opposing team's starting quarterback, you got a good yeah. shot. I think that's what yeah. they, they figured out. They also, they also unloaded on offense, and I think I the offense finally <laughs> woke up a little bit, and the quarterback doesn't play defense. Uh, only the wide receiver. No one defense. on Colorado plays defense. So. Only the wide receiver, Travis. Hunt. Yeah. He's the only guy who seemingly plays defense for Colorado. But Washington, I think, figured something out last week. This, They can look as sloppy as they want, but they have that clutch gene, and you can't teach that. Michael Penix and company, these guys, Dylan Johnson, uh, Roma Dunze, like these guys, they have that clutch gene, and you can't teach that. I think that's going to win the day. They're also just too talented. They're not going to lose this game. I, I think they have too much to play for, and they know it. Look, Washington State lost six in a row before the win over uh, Colorado for yeah. obvious reasons. Colorado's flawed. Shador Sanders got hurt, and that's what happens. For Washington, it was very difficult. It was almost frustrating for me to see them a week ago because I, I could tell watching the game how impacted they were by the weather. I really yeah. wish I had been able to see because I think they were much better than uh, Oregon State, to, to be honest. Uh, I think they were much more affected. Uh, I think there were a lot of points off the table because of the weather, because of drops, because of issues. I really would have liked to have seen them um, because I think they were actually a lot better than Oregon State. And the scoreline and and the gameplay didn't necessarily show that. So it was tough to get a read on them from from that week. I I agree with you. I I just don't think these two teams are are, are playing at the same level right now. And and look – frustration with the game, how it went against Oregon State, frustration with how they've looked in uh, games against Arizona State or USC or whoever you want to 
they're undefeated, and that's what matters. And I don't care if they win by one point or 100 points. If they stay undefeated, they're getting into the playoffs, and that's the goal for Washington, and, and they're certainly not looking ahead to um, a Pac-12 title game. They're, they're focused on uh, this week, and, and I think they're going to handle business as well. This could be another one of those emotional games. I don't think it's going to matter nearly as much because right. this Washington State team is just not really on that same level. But, again, this is another team that was left for dead uh, by a team going to the Big Ten. Um, I don't know if we're going to have any future iterations of this contest. Um, I think that we will. I think there was a promise that there, that this game was going to be continued for at least for the next three years. I, I want to say that was correct, but um, as far as the future, it's all in doubt uh, just with all of the changes that are happening in college football. And it's a damn shame. The apple cup is a great rivalry uh, between two teams in Washington who don't like each other very much. Um, now we're going to move down to the territorial cup. The Arizona Wildcats go on the road to take on Arizona state. Um, Arizona State's not really a good football team at the end of the day. Arizona has something to play for. Uh, no Fafita and company. They have just had, truthfully, one of the most spectacular second half runs of anybody in college football. I think that you can say you can put them on the list with anybody in the country, anybody in the country, because of what they have managed to do down closing down the stretch. They have a chance to play in a Pac-12 title game. And if you had told me that week four. I would have laughed at you in the face, man. I would have said that the rest of the conference would have just cannibalized itself to the point where uh, this is, it would just be an unbelievable fact. But look, if Arizona wins this game and Oregon loses in the uh, civil war on Friday, and then it's going to go down to tiebreakers. And because those teams never played each other. Um, and then at that point, it's anybody's game and Arizona very much has a chance to play. Uh, but that starts by winning this game against Arizona state, which I think that they should. Um, they've, proved time and again that they are just a different football team with Noah Fafita as the starter. Everything changed when he got supplanted as the starter or su not he supplanted the starter. Um, and they just looked like a completely different football team. What's say you, Abe? Yeah, they absolutely have. It's, it's been interesting and exciting to watch a yeah. little bit of new life co come into this program by Jed fish and Fafita. And look, I know it's the road game. <laughs> I know it's a rivalry, uh, but they just seem to be clicking in, in ways that we didn't expect to see them clicking earlier this season. So uh, I really like Arizona. And, and like you said, they, they've got to um, now, now they will know, right. Cause they'll, they'll have uh, the civil war, Oregon, Oregon state is Friday. So they will know yep. going into their game, if they can play their way into the PAC 12 title game or not. I, I don't think that changes the result here, knowing whether or not this game matters in that uh, perspective or not. Uh, they're simply the better team. They're playing at a much higher level. And, um, you know, there's an outside shot that they're on the edge uh, of a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, it would take a couple of upsets ahead of them, right? Sure. Like Missouri would lose stuff. But they, they, you also keep that in mind. Uh, so some interesting stuff uh, for Arizona. But you got to really like what Fafita has brought to the program, brought to that offense. They are rolling. They are. They're a fun team to watch. And if you're not doing, if you're not watching Arizona, do yourself a favor and click that game on on Saturday uh, big 12. I mean, we're going to finish in the big 10 because of course there's a massive sure. game that we want to get into. We're going to finish there. Uh, so let's move to the big 12 quickly. Um, let's start BYU and Oklahoma state, Ollie Gordon and company. They have a chance to go play in a, in a, a big 12 title game. All they got to do is beat BYU, which I think they shouldn't have too much of an issue with the, uh, honestly, the Cougars are, are not really having the best of seasons their first year in the big 12. Uh, they are currently sitting around the bottom middle of the team of the conference. But as far as all of the new additions, they're having the best season of any of those. Uh, what say you about this game? 
Well, look, BYU took Oklahoma to the brink uh, a week ago, and Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State needed a wild comeback against Houston. They were down for a long time in that game, uh, and then they went on a a crazy run where where it was impressive and Ollie Gordon got rolling. This is is just about Oklahoma State not starting slow, in my opinion. Don't don't look the way you did against Houston where you're kind of sleeping through it and and it takes you a while to wake up. Uh, Come to the game ready to play. Get the ball to Ollie Gordon and – let 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 him run his way towards uh, a berth in in the Big Twelve title game. It, it's that simple. Look, they they've shown through through multiple results that they're the better team. Yeah. Uh, in our opinion, uh, than BYU. So so just let the talent take over. But uh, just make sure you're awake. Um, at the start of the game. Yeah, BYU's of course lost four games in a row. I mean, what I'm looking at the standings right here, and this is just a testament to the difference between the group of five and power five four of the bottom five teams in the conference are the new additions. So yeah, do with that information as you will. Um, We'll, we'll see a little bit more when some of these other group of five teams move, make their way into power five conferences, or I guess power four conferences, I guess they'll be called next year. Um, But that is a discussion for a different time. Uh, Oklahoma state, if they win this game, they clinch the big 12 title game berth. Uh, If they lose that game, that opens the door to two other squads. The first one is Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is of course taking on TCU. They should roll in this game. Uh, I expect them to, they're they're They've kind of figured something out a little bit. Of course you mentioned like they, uh, like they did lose, they did, they did, uh, they were brought to the brink last week against mm-hmm. Brigham Young. Uh, but they won the game. And that's all that matters. Before that, they rolled against West Virginia. They lost Bedlam, lost to Kansas, um, after struggling against UCF. So they're kind of a hot and cold team. I expect them to win this game against TCU. Dylan Gabriel, uh, his status is, is questionable coming into this game. Um, but if you win this game, you put yourself in position to go back to a Big 12 title game. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, it's it's tough to not be in control of your own destiny in regards to Oklahoma. But um, the other thing is they play on Friday. Don't forget, this is a Friday game at noon. Uh, Oklahoma State won't go until Saturday. So Correct. they won't know one way or the other whether or not they need this win to get in. So, uh, But you, you pretty much hit it. Like TCU, um, we understand what they did last year. That was last year, boys, because this is a vastly different team. And yeah. uh, Oklahoma, as you mentioned, should have no trouble um, handling this. If they, if they show up and handle business, I, I mean, this is a home game. No reason for this to be competitive. The third team that has a chance to play in the Big 12 title game, of course, is, well, Texas would have to win. Texas still has to win, mind you, and then we need some other things to happen, but I'm assuming that that's going to happen there. Iowa State at Kansas State. Um, Iowa State's a team that looked to have figured some things out for, with Matt Campbell and company, um, but then they lose last week to, to Texas in just a tough, tough game. Um, Kansas State is playing at home. They are the fourth-ranked team. They need a little bit of help. Uh, they need both of these teams in front of them to lose. Um, do you have any thoughts on this game? Well, well, similar to some of the other discussions, this is the late game in the conference. It's eight o'clock. So they, Kansas state will know what sort of scenarios they have to play for. But yep. th- this is also just like separate of the big 12 scenarios. This is a, a matchup of two quality teams. Like, these aren't teams that are competing for the national championship, but they're not bums either. Uh, I think these are two competitive teams. I really like Kansas state. I really like Will Howard and what they do on offense. I like the way they play on defense. They've lost some close games this year. Uh, obviously, the game to Missouri, w- which ended with an SEC record 
uh, long field goal for Harrison Nevis, uh, yeah. the, the the game against Texas, which lost on, on a deflected two point conversion, stuff like that. They they've been very competitive this year. I expect them to keep that up, whether or not they can play their way into the Big Twelve title game. Last game that we'll get into is the game. It is probably the most important game of the college football season, or at least to this point. Uh, number two, Ohio State goes on the road to take on number three, Michigan. Uh, I this game is going to be interesting, man. Just because, I mean, you have two teams who truly hate each other. You have two programs who who have clocks in their facilities, counting down the days and hours and minutes and seconds to this game. And Michigan, the winners of two in a row, of course, whole cheating scandal that surrounds head coach Harbaugh. Uh, Ryan Day also has lost this game two years in a row. He played in a college football playoff last year, but everyone seems to forget that fact because he was lost to Michigan two years in a row. At the end of the day, I think this is this would be a debilitating loss for Ryan Day if he comes and loses to not Jim Harbaugh in this game. I think that would be a humiliating loss. But on top of that, we saw the one game sample size. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not including the beginning of the season. That's completely different. I'm not I'm not even gonna factor that in. They played. Who gives a crap? University, uh, first four games of the se- three games of the season with Jim Harbaugh was was suspended. Um, the final three games where he's suspended, uh, he's not really. The offense really hasn't looked very good. They've kind of played bully ball, and it's worked. I don't think that's going to be enough to work against this Ohio State team. I don't give a damn if you're playing at home. I said last week on on College Football Game Time on Saturday. Um, that you can find anywhere on the Odyssey app. We air at 8 o'clock to 12 noon on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Make sure you give that a listen. Uh, but I said it there. I said that they might have a team in Maryland that could give them a little bit of a sweat. Not good enough to beat them, but good enough to make them sweat. And that's pretty much what happened. Penn State made them sweat, but they just played bully ball and keep away. You're not going to be able to play bully ball and keep away against Ohio State. This team is a, This defense is just as good as yours. This offense is a little better than yours, I would almost say. Because I think their playmakers are better. Can they stop the run? I think that's really what it comes down to for either of these teams. Which team does better against the run? Because J.J. McCarthy, uh, in the games that he's actually had to throw in the second half, which really is just the last two, hadn't done a damn thing. Uh, I really haven't seen a lot from him to inspire confidence that he's going to be able to get the job done against Ohio State. I think this is a fascinating game. There are so many storylines. There's so much to get into. We're trying to do kind of a quick cursory understanding of this game. But Abe, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Look, if you had asked me most of this year, if this game's going to come down to a quarterback and how good that quarterback can be in that game, I would have said we're talking about Kyle McCord. Mm. Um, but I'm sitting here and telling you that I have seen the last two weeks very closely in regards to J.J. McCarthy. And you are right. It's not enough to beat these big teams. Um they ran the ball 30 straight times to close out the game against Penn That's State. Incredible. He numbers. threw the ball eight times. If J.J. McCarthy throws the ball eight times, either six of those are going for touchdowns or they're losing this game. Uh, he, yeah. He's got to be better. He's got to make plays. And for a guy in Kyle McCord, who most of this year had not been good enough based on the playmakers around him, we finally got the ball. Mm. And you've been talking about this for two months. We finally got the Buckeyes run game figured out, it seems. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been a boost. Uh, when in doubt, throw it to 18. And Emeka Obuka seems to be as healthy as he's been all season coming into this game. So um, 
all year, I, I have thought that Michigan was the better team, and I'm not so sure anymore. And a lot of it has to do with the last couple of weeks without Harbaugh, um, with, with McCarthy. And someone's got to show me a playmaker on <laughs> Michigan that's not named Blake Corum because yeah. um, I just can't imagine that Ohio State's going to allow Corum to run wild in this game. Um, they're pretty good up front to begin with. But based on the last two weeks of J.J. McCarthy, I, I think they're going to make it so we're going to show up and that guy's got to beat us if we're going to lose this game. It's not going to be Blake Corum in the ground game uh, getting by here. So it, it'll be a very interesting matchup. Um, at the end of the day, even as good as Blake Corum is, the best player on the field, as you mentioned, is, is 18. It is Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and we'll see if on the road that's enough to get by. But look, the winner of this game heads to the Big Ten title game. Most likely will head to the college football playoffs. Yeah. Uh, assuming they can beat Iowa once they do get to the title game there. And um, we've known all year. I mean, all year long, we have known that these two teams were going to meet undefeated. Um, you know, as soon as Ohio State got past uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I don't, I know we asked the questions about Penn State. Uh, we had to ask him at the time, but come on, <laughs> you know, we knew we knew. Um, so it's just great for, for this game to, as it has routinely in the past couple of years, mean what it means to college football. This is a loser leave town match. The winners probably headed for the college football playoffs. The loser is almost assuredly on the outside looking in. Uh, it is the only game this weekend where both teams can play their way into the college football playoffs, mm -hmm. and I cannot mm -hmm. wait to see it unfold um, on Saturday at noon. I wonder who the pressure is going to hit more. Uh, because uh, No pressure on Harbaugh. He's not even there. No, no. So uh, there's lots of pressure in this game. I know. Of I'm course, kidding. it's all over the place, and I know you are, but it's – Ryan Day can't have a losing record. But if he loses this, he loses this game, this, it, they're going to the, the tell noise him, would get if you so lose loud. four in a row, you're gone. Like, like, if he loses this year, next year is like a referendum. Like, if you can't beat them now, you're so, gone. Because this is not a – like, Ohio State has dominated Michigan, really, over the last 20 years or so, for the most yeah. part. Dominated. Jim Tressel was 9-1 and one against Michigan. Like, uh, Urban Meyer, I don't know if he ever lost to Michigan. Like, it's – they have dominated this rivalry. And at the end of the day, it's like Ryan Day is feeling heat. And he heard it all offseason. He's like, well, we did this and this and this and this. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like if they had if 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 they had made that kick against Georgia in the in the Chick-fil-A in the Peach Bowl, and then they go on and, and just eviscerate TCU like Georgia did, there there always would be that yeah, but yeah, but you lost to Michigan. Yeah, but you didn't finish it. Yeah, but you've lost two years in a row. If he uses, if he loses three years in a row, not even a Jim Harbaugh, that noise is going to get loud. It's going to get very loud. And is it warranted? No, hell no. Like you lose to a really, really, really good damn football team on Saturday, and that's just what it was. You lost to a good football team. But on the other side, like Michigan is feeling pressure from everybody in the country. Everybody in the country is rooting for you to lose. Like I, I don't know of anybody who's cheering for this team. Everybody, like, there is lots of pressure on that organization, and it's a pressure cooker. When you do that, Michigan versus the world, 
you put that badge on your chest, you know, that scarlet letter. And at some point you crack or it makes a diamond, you know, it, it bursts pipes or, or it makes diamonds. That's what the pressure does. And I don't know which side Michigan is going to be on. I think Maryland showed us something. They can move the football. If you just give up running the ball and just chip away with a short intermediate passing attack, which, you know, Ohio state can do pretty damn well. Um, I think that makes for a very fascinating football game, but the pressure aspect of it, I wonder who deals with it better on Saturday. From that scenario, I think Ohio State, in terms of in-game situations, Ohio State's been in more of those situations this year. Um, I know Michigan needed a play on defense a week ago against Maryland, as you referenced, but the the game against Penn State was a comfortable one in terms of game control. So in-game, I think Ohio State has that. and because Harbaugh's gone, I, I you have to wonder if if whether you like Ryan Day or not on the sidelines, they might have an advantage a, as well. And it, now it's going to come down to um, the home crowd uh, having to negate some of those advantages. Um, and in games like this, in not just this one, in any of these rivalries that really mean something in terms of the national championship picture, there's always someone unexpected that steps up and becomes that guy we've seen legends made in college that never get to the pros never go to a combine Mm -hmm. never hit a practice squad because of what they did in a rivalry game right i i i I mean stuff like that Mm so i'm wondering who that guy is we all watch it for the blake corums and for the marvin harrisons of the world but uh there's always someone who, who gets their name etched in history uh anxious to see who it is this year yeah and this is always seemingly a game that ends that we would assume is going to be some low scoring like fist fight between heavyweight bout a heavyweight bout if you will but that's just when we all think that they're going to score 40 points in this game so who knows what's really going to happen here but i think it's going to make for a fascinating game with national implications which which honestly it needs to be Number one screen on Saturday. This is the game to watch, period, end of story. And I am fascinated to watch this game. 